just to get into our conversation for uh, the second hour of the show, I wonder how he ended up with his name. Uh, was it a David versus Goliath moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Is it one of those where, um, you know, parents are hopeful that... Let's, let, let's put a vision on this boy and hopefully <laughs> he'll be able to live up to his name and, and conquer giants throughout his entire life. We've got in studio stand-up comedian David Gao. David, good morning. A pleasure Hi, to have you, you with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I ran a bit late. I'm still adjusting to stay six because uh, I think we had forgotten. <laughs> we so you're nicely. having to work around it, we hey? We were cruising nicely. We were never cruising nicely, David. Look, stage one, stage two was manageable. But um, you realize we have barely been on stage one and two this year. No, the past few weeks, I think we must give credit where it's due. Um, whether ESCOM employees or Minister of Electricity. Um, and I think also it's good that they come out and say, look, I, it's going to be another stage six or whatever till December or maintenance for so long. Because the problem has always been we all just need time to prep ourselves. Because I think we're all past the, there's nothing we can do. We can't kick and scream. You know, it's one of those things, even with all the money available, mm-hmm. it's still going to take time to sort out. So, so do you feel like you've sort of, you're at a point where you've made peace? I've made peace myself in my life with a lot of things. I think that's what helps me. Mm. So even where people would probably think I should be angry, I'm not. Or where generally a lot of people would be angry. It's, I'll give you a simple example. I've stopped doing anything or even having feelings about taxi drivers and how they drive, mm. overtaking, cutting in you, going through... One, they're carrying passengers, right? Mm. Besides that, they're trying to make as much money as quickly as possible. The fact that buses have dedicated lanes, there's a reason for that. They're carrying a group of people, as opposed to me or you, who are one or two people, maybe three with kids sometimes, um, mornings or afternoons. So I'm happy to give way to taxi drivers, but obviously they don't ask. That's really (laughs) what we're dealing with, you know? There's very few that literally politely will ask can i cut in can i come in but for me then that's just generally i think if people accepted the things that they cannot change maybe it's a bit of a quote no from the Bible. david it, it, and it, the it, strength it, for that that they can't it it it, it, it sounds with. to me like you 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 are trying to just as achieve a state of of zen you in know within in yourself general, yes. yes within yourself and so but because that helps of that, me cope with potholes, load shedding, whatever newspapers may be writing that day or whatever, you know. Uh, All these things, the fires today, uh, explosions, people beating each other up. There's another video now of some Afrikaans guy who punches two people in a parking lot that are almost dead, you know. Um, That's going around on, on WhatsApp. I think it's Kuka Stop or somewhere. Mm, no, I so, haven't seen so that So some of the yet. things I don't even watch, mm. you see. There's that one of the black guy in a red overall or something and Afrikaans people. I, I don't know what happens in that thing, but I know there's a racial thing and there's a fight or someone beating someone up. But I choose to cut some things out. For your own peace of mind. For my own peace of mind. Mm. So, mm. you know, maybe robberies and heists, and, but, you know, people getting shot, assassinated, and that person getting killed. There's things that we are doing to ourselves that affect us mentally long term. You know, so for me, load shedding is one of those things. <laughs> I, I, I will, I will agree to disagree, Be, because you know what I think. I think that it is precisely that state 
of sort of this is where we are. Let us deal with it. Let us cope. Let us see how we survive. It it is th- that state that enables the environment to continue to being what it is. You know, because yeah. the minute we accept yeah. and we become quiet about it, yeah. it's it's almost a silent endorsement. So the the difference between you and I accepting mm-hmm. is there's nothing you and I can do about load shedding except maybe throw money at it. So you go and you get your own backup. You've got your own alarm, private security. You've got your own... Now you've got your own private electricity. And your kids go to a private school. Da, 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 da. So we're a bit late to actually say, no, 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 we can't allow this. We must do something about it. Because we did nothing about education. We did nothing about health. We did nothing about crime. So this is just one of the four, one of the five, six things that others have already accepted. You are paying a parallel uh, economy and parallel tax to have all but this But it's other unsustainable. Things. We but cannot a, afford it. Of course it's unsustainable. It's unsustainable. And, and so that's it why is. I'm saying that if we keep quiet about it, then it means that whatever it is we're forking out today to pay for these services privately, we must expect to continue doing that going into the future. So there's a d- big difference between you and I not keeping quiet and doing something about load shedding and complaining about load shedding. Mm-hmm. I'm past the complaining about anything. I, then I must go back and complain about, I've funded Black Song with my part for 19 years. I've discovered almost every black comedian in this country, right? Mm-hmm. And some have gone on to do amazing things. Zero sponsorship from government. Zero. And it's one. Of, it's quite an obvious thing honestly it's talent development there were zero comedians when i started and we've seen the economy around it but besides me still having to pitch and sell this thing at some point government has to go there's an economy here mm. of some sort where mm. people are employed in this industry da, 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 da. the same way they do with soccer the same way they do with uh, maybe television and other arts and, and culture things but then if i had sat and complained you know, I wouldn't be here now. Twenty six years later, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Black Song wouldn't be here nineteen years. Do later. Do you feel that you have become somewhat disillusioned with the state of affairs? Yes. It, mm. uh, yeah, more and more, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously we all start very hopeful. Because most of us travel, so I know what it's like in Nigeria. I know what people live like in the DRC, in in Nairobi. I mean, t- quite a few countries in 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 Africa. Right. Besides, even Europe or US or whatever. So I know what we have, mm-hmm. and how it could go either way. We can either become the best thing ever, but that's not where we are, right? So first, you deal with that disillusionment of I think now for two years, every WhatsApp, every headline, every newspaper headline, you sit and you go, I can't believe this is happening, and you think that's it. You will never see worse. But every single day, there's always something else that mm. tops whatever you and I thought. This is we are now at our lowest, you know. So you look at the Zamazama situation. I mean, people got robbed in a pick and pay the same day Raymond Ackerman dies yesterday. Wait, where were people robbed in a pick and in pay? In Kensington, a pick and pay in Kensington. Robbers have time to park a car. They went into the actual shop. Yes. All the tills, people, stuff made to lie down in the store. People were traumatized. Yesterday in Kensington, 
I'm, but I'm saying that's where we are now, right? Because the first thing you did, you lived in a, a, a gated estate, there's security at the gate, you've got your alarm, and you believe you're safe, you've done your part. So you and I should have complained then. When boom gates started going up in certain suburbs, when uh, you know you started needing your ID and your car search to come and visit family in and out of an estate, that's where we first should have when there's a problem here. Mm. Or at least for now, there's a problem with crime. When you all started removing your kids from township schools because you can afford it, not necessarily because it's better education, because we can argue, I will, I can argue that, because you can afford it. So everyone who can afford certain things stops complaining about certain things. But eventually they do come back and bite all of us. Or Like now, load shedding doesn't matter how much money you have. You must drive the same roads, same portals, same traffic lights that are not working. But you're coming from your gated house. Your kids are going to a private school. Some people now need bodyguards and drivers. And that's where we're headed with crime. Mm. We're all going to start needing to have private security everywhere we go. Or where your kids go to school. So, David, then over the years, because... South Africans are generally seen as, you know, people that have a, an incredible sense of humor. Yeah. Um, you put it well when you say that we seem to to reach new lows, but somehow we always find a way of laughing. Yeah. Even about what is the most serious of of issues. Yeah. How does that <coughs> impact you as as a comedian? Because. I think already when you have a, a, a society that's got such a good sense of humor, does it add more pressure for you to be creative or do you find a way of weaving that into your work? I think what's helped me personally is I've always looked at current affairs mm. and, and kind of where my life is. And then, so that started with me, Nelson Mandela impersonations when I was starting out, you know, Kachab uh, Telezi and late Archbishop Tutu. So wherever I was at that stage in my life, you know, we were going into our first, that was 1998, October when I started. So we're coming out of our first national elections in 94. There's another one in 99. And that's where I am. You know, I wasn't old enough to vote in the first election um, in 94. I think I was 16 years old um, at the time. So I wasn't 18. So you come from there, then you go into 1999. And then you've got this growing middle class uh, that came, I guess, you know, uh, 94, 99, maybe for another 9, 10 years or so. That was growing. So everybody's reading. Mm -hmm. People are learning. You can say, oh, a newspaper said this today, and then you make fun of this uh, because you, there's a certain amount of people that have seen it, right? And then as we grow, the politics change. Your governing or ruling party starts changing, breaking into two, breaking again into two, another splinter party. And now things become really, really different you go from you get involved in politics because you think you can make a change you know i've never met a member of a political party but i i understood that if i need to talk to the minister of arts and culture they come from this party right so there has to be some sort of engagement so you go from there and then these people fight amongst themselves and split up and these are the guys that sort of for us they were our reference and entry into politics your mbalulas your julius malemas you know one or two people i know ambassador tiki machine these are people that for me when i look at this ruling party that's my reference because i knew nothing about it you know i just know what i know what nelson mandela who nelson mandela was and where mm. the anc fits in like most of us coming from that age but we we're never underground we didn't go into exile we don't know what people's uh, politics or agendas were so now you start growing, and then this one leaves, starts another party, 
and these are the same people that brought you in at least give you some sort of conscience into politics that party breaks again now there's four or five parties now you are seen with this one this one calls you that one's person then you are seen with this person and then this administration says you are that one's person and you're literally just trying to do as pe- whatever best you can do contributing into a society which you can't do without government structures mm. right there's very little i can do outside of the arts and culture department although i've done what i can on my own i could do 100 times more if that structure whether it was a da structure or mec or um, an arts and culture ministry it doesn't ma- it shouldn't matter all right um I, i'm i'm going to allow us to continue with the conversation in a moment uh, because i think that you're touching on something that is very important and in fact we see it play out in different ways and and i want to explore with you how it affects the arts this um perception of association yeah. where artists are concerned because i don't think it's unique to comedians as well but we'll continue the conversation with david gao in a moment it's time for your latest 1030 news headlines Hashtag #SFM talking point Good morning Kathy This is Pashio Motle from Limpopo What David is basically saying it's like saying um you 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 are sitting in your room at hostel and you hear your neighbor in the next room beating up his wife and you just put the headphones in in your ears and you play music you say no i just so i i want peace of mind i'm not going to call police or going to try and speak to him to stop so it's uh, it's uh, it's it's not a good thing to do can you imagine if all of us we prioritize our peace of mind and we avoid things when they are going down when they are going the other direction what kind of society are we going to end up being I disagree with you man I disagree with you David no 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 Um Mamkedi good morning it's Ndomiso in Brakpan yo there's this one uh, line that goes to the tune of the people who can afford uh, they stop complaining uh, just said now by David Kau hey 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 yabona that one it hit me differently it hit me differently because you you come to a point where actually the majority of people who maybe have like the serious means of complaining they disappear mainly because they can now afford you understand and then we you we lose that capacity of actually having uh, enough weight to change things we are both hey yeah 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 i abona that one i Well, to complain or not to complain, that's just some of um, the issues that David Gow and I have touched on. Of course, it's ahead of the Blacks Only Comedy Show, and it marks 19 years this year. We're talking about the business of comedy, but also just how society, of course, shapes and influences the work that um, comedians do. And I was very interested, David, before we went to the headlines, you're talking about how when we began as 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 a country sort of coming into this democracy of course there was a lot more unity and less fragmentation than what we see today and that has an impact on the work that you as artists are also doing yeah. so so what does that mean practically does it mean if you are invited to 
um, do a set yeah. at, for example, Julius Malema's birthday party. Yeah. Now, you close off opportunity to doing a set with maybe any other member of the ANC because they've seen you yeah. with him. Yeah. And it's and they're like, okay, well, y- you must pick a struggle, pick yeah. a side. Who are you with? And meanwhile, behind the scenes, they are all friends with each other. They still continue their lives together. Mm. Most of them. Mm. Most of them still meet socially. They party together. We see them. I mean, they post about it on social media. But unfortunately for artists, so for me, I've probably taken the most grant from association um, because, I mean, I come from the free state. I used to get involved uh, in the ANC, well, not ANC necessarily. Like you said, if I'm asked to come and MC a June 16 government rally, by default, it will be seen as an ANC rally, right? Because that's the ruling government. You know, if there's a gala dinner, uh, the colors conveniently are going to be the same colors mm. <laughs> as mm. the, that of the ruling party, but it doesn't have to be an ANC function to have a plate that's black, green, yellow, where you are performing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Everybody understands uh, mm. the person in office, this is their role in government, and this is why they're in government, to make their party look good. But you do, unfortunately, by association, either lose. Uh, if some people have been lucky, maybe then they gain a lot more in whatever party they're associated with, so it doesn't really matter what they're losing out. For some of us that are literally just, I've made fun of almost everyone, you know, in this country, and my line has always been, people have to be there and still laugh. So if I'm telling a joke about you, I need to be able to tell the joke when you're in the room. It can't be, ish, Kathy's here today, I'm not going to tell that joke. That Let's I scrap it out quickly. About. No. Mm. So, Mena, I've always worked from, if it's funny, I'm going to do it. Not if it's topical, I'm going to find something funny about it. So I wouldn't talk about um, Mkwebana, African Mkwebana, for the sake of she's trending today or she's mm-hmm. in the news today. If mm-hmm. I have no jokes about her, I have no jokes about her. right? And then it doesn't matter race, religion, uh, you know, where we are socially, load shedding or potholes. Yeah. So if you look at the theme now for Black Songly, Coalition, Coalition Pact. Pact, yeah. I'm dressed in almost every party, regardless that's available, or at least that I could get my hands on for the photo shoot. And then we oh, we put some of the other logos on top of what I'm already wearing. Because that's the confusion where we are now, where you and I think, I'm not going to vote for these people anymore, I'm going to vote for this one. Then both people go and get together and decide what to do with your vote. That's basically where we are. So, David... Before I, I come into the coalition pact and sort of how you as a comedian then are processing what's happening and um, because in many ways, even when people come out to, to, to your shows, they're expecting to see and how you interpret society. Yeah. And that's reflected back on us. And that's part of why it makes us yeah. laugh, right? Because it's your own take of, of what's happening. Um, but before we get into the coalition pact, what have been maybe the two jokes that, that come to mind? You can talk about what comes to mind that have gotten you into hot water where after you delivered it, um, you sort of were getting calls, SMSs nonstop that said, hi, yeah, 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 that, that's too much. That's unfair. Why, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? So funny enough, I mean, I used to do a lot of jokes about Zimbabwe. So it might not be a specific joke. So 
I do. I did a lot of jokes about how bad the Zimbabwean economy was, and uh, I used to do a, a joke about um, in Nigeria. Um, South Africans lose their minds. We have load shedding. You don't have electricity two hours a day. This is when load shedding started around two thousand and eight, two thousand and seven. And in Nigeria, you have about four or five power cuts a day, and no one even flinches. You know, and I would say the power com- people will call the power company in Nigeria and go, "I want to report the fault. What is the the electricity is working?" <laughs> you know, and and then on the Zimbabwe side, mm-hmm. I would generally meet, or people I guess will come to me mm-hmm. and say. Oh yeah, your jokes about Zimbabwe, don't do them or you can't do this or you can't say that because for them, they were personal in that maybe then the reason they have to leave their country and come here is because the economy is so bad and mm. because their currency is what it is, right? And this is years ago. So it wasn't a specific joke, but the most complaints or comments I've heard of people not liking what I say has been from Zimbabwe people. Or maybe Zimbabwean people who've heard my jokes. Mm. Some of the things about people who complain is they are never there. So remember the briefings before you get booked. Um, I've done a golf day. Uh, I think the first golf day after the first date of the nation, Jacob Zuma made, former president Jacob Zuma made. And I was emceeing the presidential golf day. So obviously you get put in this room, you get a briefing. And there's all these people that tell you what to do, what not to say, what you can't say, what you can't say about the president, blah, 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 blah. So you go on. I mean, I do this a lot. You know, you go on. It's no different from if you're doing a, a gig for Vodacom and they say to you, please don't talk about MTN. You don't have to make a, you know. It's, so it's just a normal client mm-hmm. brief. You mm-hmm. paid me. This is mm-hmm. why I'm here. So I get told, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. So sharp, I do the golf day, I finish. <laughs> and at the end, I say uh-huh. to uh, President Jacob Zuma, say, Mr. President, I was struggling to find a Valentine's Day present for my one wife. Good luck. <laughs> you know, he laughed so much. He comes to me and he says to me, you only uh-huh. have one wife. We are Lupega. Oh, wow. And he okay. laughs. But remember, mm-hmm. there's other people who have prevented mm-hmm. me from telling uh whatever joke or they would say don't joke about how many wives Mm -hmm. he's got so the complaints again going back to your question it's also never about the person or the person that you joked about it's other people you know i got uh in trouble i think i was hosting the softers or something film and tv awards i made a fan of baba and she laughed at the time you know it was a saturday or weekend and then Monday, Penny Libyani goes on her show and retells the joke to an audience, obviously, which wasn't at the ceremony. It's out of context. You know, you are not the target market. And then people started complaining, or she started complaining about on air about a joke I made about Baba Lamlen, who never complained, and she was at the event. So it's always that line mm. between who's complaining and what joke did I, how did I offend you? What joke are you talking about? I, I also think that society has has changed in, in many ways. And so there are sensitivities yeah. that perhaps <clears throat> are present today that maybe were not as overt five, ten years ago. Yeah. And we can also look at what happened at, at the Oscars, you yeah. know, with yeah. Will Smith and Chris Rock and, and yeah. that entire debacle. Um, and, and I wonder then, you as a comedian, being aware of these changes 
and 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 perhaps the Zimbabwe example is is a good one because I would imagine that the jokes that you tell about Zimbabwe today that maybe fifteen years ago people would have laughed. Yeah. But today it's not funny. Um, yeah. Because the, you it's know, not that today it's not funny. Mm. It's today society has put us in a place where we need permission first from someone else, whether it's an organization or a group of people that identify. The LGBTQ community is always obviously a, a point of reference because there is a someone who will say something. It happened to Dave Chappelle, for instance, internationally, where he makes certain jokes about transvestites, and then there's whatever backlash that comes with that. So we as comedians have two choices. It's either I think of a joke and I never ever tell it because I assume a certain group of people or country or nationality or race is not is going to get offended. Although there are other people, the majority who would have laughed, okay? Which the business of jokes, honestly, or this career, you can speak for 60 minutes and people can laugh for 58 minutes, people can laugh for 20 minutes, or people can laugh for 59 minutes. Mm. And one minute there's somewhere, somehow someone thinks, mm, not for me, or oh, that wasn't funny. So now why would I not want to tell 60 minutes of jokes because I think the two, three minutes I have somewhere there is going to be offended or it's going to offend someone. But that's a choice that every comedian now has to make, right? So you walk into a room or a country and I mean, I was in Nairobi in June and at the time on the news, there's a church where there's mass suicide where this priest or pastor told people to go, I think, kill themselves. They're going to meet God or something. Yes, right? And yes, that was happening that in now, now in June, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know if people are aware, and now I'd even tell the audience, if you think I'm making this up, Google it. In Kenya, suicide is illegal. And then, obviously, I'll say that line, and I will say, well, if you kill yourself in Kenya, you're going to jail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, it is like that. I'm not making... Google it. <laughs> tell your team to Google. Tell the listeners to go and Google. It is illegal uh -huh. to commit suicide. In I don't know if they're hoping every attempt you'll fail and then you go to jail or exactly what. But these are things that they're facts, right? And it does go into, obviously, who made this law and how do you get to this law if you're a lawmaker in Nairobi or in Kenya? So... We have, for me personally, as an artist, as a comedian, yeah. I'm I'm willing to take the risk. So, 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 so this this idea of being politically correct, you have to be aware of it. But for you, you make the choice to not be politically correct. If it's funny, I'm going to say it the way I want to say it, knowing it will make the majority of people laugh. So the big difference is. I'm advertising Black Song on 7th October, blah, 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 Monte Cassino. You are paying to come to my show. Mm -hmm. If I take my phone and I go on my social media, which is more broad, and it's not all people that come to stand-up comedy shows. If you are following me, you have the choice, oh, what he said today, not funny. Whether you comment or you unfollow me, blah, blah, blah. The problem starts with, I'm busy minding my own business, I'm doing my show, and Kathy comes and records my jokes at my show mm. without my permission and puts them on her platform, which are people that wouldn't wake up and go buy tickets and come to a David Gow show. 
because I'm not on SABC at uh, 8 p.m. telling my jokes and I'm told this is the audience, this is our audience, there's kids watching, there's old people watching. So I'm, I'm not going to get there and start doing sex jokes and doing jokes about this and things that are inappropriate for that particular audience. Yes. But you come to my show, you record my intellectual property, you put it outside on a platform that now everyone who's got nothing to do with being my fan or a comedy fan looks at this and goes, this is offensive, this is not funny, yada, 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 yada. yada. So... There's all these levels where things are now misplaced, and I think that's why we are where we are. So you have people that have never been to a comedy show that complain about a joke. I see. I, I, so like you were saying earlier, it's it's literally out of context. Yeah. David, I've got a couple of callers that have been holding for some time. I quickly um, want to take them before we continue with the conversation. Mike, you're out in Mafike, and good morning. Good morning, Tracy. I'm holding for. I know, now. Mike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. That's why I said, let me put you on air. David is here. He's all ears. Sorry, accepted, Tracy. <laughs> you know, David, <laughs> man, uh, Mike. Uh, you know what you are saying? What you are saying? It's uh, just so uh, bizarre for me. The fact that we have to accept load sharing. The fact that we have to accept evil uh, when we see it happen just because we are running after our own selfish uh, and false sense of uh, peace. It's not normal, David, my brother. My friend, it's not normal. Because let me tell you one thing. You know the devil wants people to give in, to give up. They must uh, lose their self-worth. That's exactly what you're trying to tell us, that... Load sharing doesn't matter. We can live like it's not normal to live like that, David. There we go. Yes, 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 yes you are. No, no, no. It's that we've that's why I was saying we've gone past so much that's not normal. We should never have got to this point where now we're debating what do we do? We've gone from stage one to stage six. Are we going to protest? Are we going to march to ESCOM? Or must there be more diesel band with money coming from wherever it's supposed to come from? right? But where we should have been concerned is years ago when education, you started having to remove your child from a government school or, or a township school or the majority of. Where you know you, your kids can't walk at this time, you can't go in this area at this time. I mean, how many South Africans can walk into Hillbro or uh, most of these places, Berea, and, and when this thing started, nothing happened, nothing was done. So now we're at a point where there's six or eight things that we allowed to happen, and load shedding is now one of them. So you still have the other things to deal with. Mm-hmm. What, what possibly can we do with load shedding? It's like a stack. It's like we have a waiting queue of problems, and load shedding is go back to the line. Go back to the end of the line. You just arrived. Just you are number eight because we're still trying to deal with unemployment. We're still trying to deal with crime. We're mm-hmm. still trying to deal with. So at some point, the mental health part of this is you, you're going to go crazy trying to do all these eight things. So it's either you're going to pick a struggle, pick one or two. But if you are still mad about crime and concerned about crime, now there's load shedding. Now your energy is, be- and which is actually what's happening to society. There's so many distractions. It makes absolutely no sense. Mm. 
So there has to, and it's unfortunate. These people are supposed to be in government, oh, and okay. there are watch bodies yeah. or watchdogs mm-hmm. that are supposed to be the ones looking after and protecting us mm-hmm. with this load shedding story. There are people that are supposed to stand up and go, "Hey, man, this crime." The same way there are people. If a minister says we're going to deport illegal immigrants, there's already uh, someone taking them to court. So there should be someone else taking government to court and saying this is too much load shedding. It's taking too long to fix. Or someone taking uh, government to court saying there's too many people dying a day from crime. I guess the point is that in an environment um, where everything is a priority, nothing is Gets a priority. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Monday, you're in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning, Monde. Is it former Minister Balfour? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to find out. It looks like um, we've lost Ngonde on, on the line there in Cape Town. Um, we, we may have lost him because he was on holding for, for a, a little while. But we'll put him back up on air as soon as we're able to reach him. So then let's talk about where we are today, David, and how you as a comedian reflect yeah. just on... <laughs> shall, how, how does one describe... How do you describe... Um, you you call it coalition pact, but, yeah. but but really, how do you describe where we find ourselves as a country today? So in March we themed the show "State of Disaster," and mm. I guess this was at the height of whether now we were in stage thirteen or eight or nine or whatever the stage was called, you know. And this is when the potholes were just a nightmare. The people who control traffic were nowhere to be. There was just one thing after another, you know. And obviously the crime is, is playing quite a big part, especially when shedding is at these levels. Then the crime and the sabotaging as well starts, you know, coming in. So, and then the same people that we would think would spend all their time and energy checking and sorting out shedding and crime. All they're concerned about now is, am I going to be in government next year? Mm-hmm. That's now where we are. <laughs> we, there was COVID where everyone, all they cared about was masks and whatever, and soldiers must come out. That stage went past. Then there were the floods where everyone was concerned for a short bit and the riots. That's now gone past. So now where we are, all the parties are trying to look after themselves. What's going to happen to me? Who do I need to make a deal with? And we are just the people that are there paying taxes, being harassed by all these institutions, your houses of being threatened to be repossessed. And, mm. and, and all the other parties, all they are doing is, am I in parliament next year? Do I have these benefits? How do I keep them? How do I benefit or keep benefiting? Okay, I'm going to have to make a deal with this one. And that's really just the reflection of, you know, how we've always seen Black Song is different. We've done... Uh, Olympics when it was Olympics time, you know, we did District 9 thing when District 9 movie came out. So then the coalition pact is literally where we are now. I mean, you know the joke, you, people wear a ANC beret or EFF beret and an EFF t-shirt or an ANC t-shirt and sleep in, in those things. So tomorrow it's the DA. Whoever is bringing the free t-shirt and the meal pack that day or that week or that month is whoever is going to be uh, people are going to go with that day. so so the coalition pact of it is not just at a political level it's at a societal level so, people so are also having to be like chameleons hedging, yeah. you know hedge their bets on wherever they think the sun might shine tomorrow we are because mm. you have the fear or a lot of people actually just have a fear of we're going to have another white government or white president 
which keeps them stuck to who they think they should keep voting for to not have another white government or have a white government back. All right. right. Regardless of the performance of any of these parties. David, let me bring on Ngonde in Cape Town. He's back. Ngonde, good morning. Kathy? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay. Do tell David that I know Ngonde Balfo. <laughs> we are related. <laughs> <laughs> we are of the same clan. Can you hear me? You can hear you and we hear you are related. <laughs> right. Now, I want to give David some material to work on. Okay. You're and breaking. Ngonde, the, the, the line is, is going rogue on us. Hello, Ngonde. Oh, man. Oh, it's not your day, Ngonde. I'm so sorry. Jen in Cape Town, David, wants to know um, about punching down versus punching up as a commute, comedian and how this relates to the LGBTIQ plus community. I don't understand the question. Well, I thought you might know what punching up versus punching down is. Is it not like a colloquialism for Mm-mm. for com for comedians? No, it's it's like saying if you're making some of some you're making fun of someone, mm-hmm. they either gonna feel good about it or they're gonna feel bad. Yeah, maybe that part I can understand, or you know. So if you have a heckler, for instance, you literally, you are responding to an attack. If someone is heckling you as a comedian and you're on stage, you know, people are not keeping quiet. They are throwing uh, offenses at you. So naturally, the uh, the reply to that would be punching down, if you want to call it that. Or you are really, you know, um, borderline making fun of them where the audience is also going with you. Mm. <coughs> and then there are jokes naturally that you, I mean, I have a lot of Nelson Mandela jokes. And there are jokes that naturally, even those people, like I was saying, love the joke, you know. Um, there's a joke I do about what is the time with a politician trying to explain what is the time and not answering a question. And poli- some politicians will love that joke. Or people will come and say, but you didn't do this joke, or why don't you do this joke? So that's as far as maybe then punching up or punching down. How it relates to the LGBT community, I'm not sure. Um because I don't walk on stage and start looking if there's someone from the LGBT community or announce on stage and ask. I perform my shows as normal. Um, some people in the front row you can see. Uh, it's very little with Black Song in such a big room where you I kind of focus on the audience, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's too big a room. So I'm not necessarily looking who is who in the audience, who's dressed uh, in what, who looks like they have a certain sexuality preference. Um, you know, if you are there, you're there at the time. I think uh, this coalition pact, I know the previous mayor of Joburg has asked to come to the show. He said he's bringing the current mayor. Gaten McKenzie has been buying tickets to my shows for years, even before he had anything to do with politics. Mm-hmm. You know, I would expect that he would come as well. So it's a public show. Anybody can come. So I can't stop if EFF wants to make a block booking or DA wants to uh, make a block booking. I can't stop. It's a public show. And we don't work for a political party. Most of the comedians there are not members of a political party. Mm. We literally just want to make people laugh. Even better if all these people can be in the room. Because maybe then there's a chance of better conversations to have in how you fix the country. Instead of how do I survive and stay in my state and keep my private schooling and whatever, 
and how do they keep their jobs and stay in their seats in parliament you know so david tell us um more about the show in terms of the details before we go to news so it's the 19th year of black song this year um we've moved the show to monte casino for this one um mark lotring hasn't been on in a couple of years i think probably before covid Celestine Stooley, who's just a rising superstar, you know, since we did So You Think You're Funny, where she came out of almost 10 or 11 years ago. Um, Tatsun Gonzo, also from So You Think You're Funny. Um, Tapelo Mamecha, another comedian uh, that I really like. Mo Motebe, Mojek, uh, Lehoko, who's been writing a lot of uh, some of the shows Kakiso is working on. So there's quite a lot of talent. I'm always excited for me personally about people I don't know. You know, I still get calls of comedians that I might have seen once or twice somewhere and they're asking if they can do five minutes. There's comedians that I know might show up on the night. Um, but it's really always about that stage for local comedians to perform in whatever language they want to perform in, although mm. it's still majority English. Mm. You know, that's really what Black Song has been about. All right. And we certainly hope that many and, South Africans yeah. will come out and support the show and, yeah. and support your work. We've got lots of WhatsApp voice notes that have come through uh, for you, David. Unfortunately, you know, the time has just flown by. We'll try and cover some yeah. of that on the other side of the latest news update. All the best with the show. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for 7th coming October. into studio. They, uh, hopefully you'll pop in sometime. I, I know your work might I not work allow at night, but I, know, I might. I, know. I, I, I might also. I might. Yeah. Ish, no, 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 I know, I know. Who tricky? It's time for the news. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, trying to survive these <laughs> trying times. <laughs>